Welcome to the podcast. I am Tess Lone. And I am Alicia Adams. We are the founders of 1111 Talent Collective, which is a recruitment agency that specializes in the retail apparel and consumer goods industry. Okay, welcome to today's episode. Before we get into it, I was so inspired this week because I actually learned something new about you. You did? Yes, because you were sharing with me that you were like a serious horse rider for like growing yes, up. And I yes, yes. did not know that you did that. And that was like so shocking to me that you have been like this <laughs> horse person for like 10 years. I've never it's even seen you. It's the only like athletic endeavor I had growing it's up. I've never seen you look at a horse before. So <laughs> I was like, it really threw me up and I thought I knew everything about oh you. God. So I thought before we get started today, I have some more questions. Okay, shoot. All right, my love. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, God. Okay. You love this one. You ask me this a lot. I feel like you know this. No, I don't. <sighs> I feel like you've told me once it was like Brad Pitt, but I wasn't yeah. satisfied with Brad that Pitt is like my steady Eddie, <laughs> you know? But I feel like... Well, you know, I, I'm into like the Joe Bidens, oh, the David Letterman. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um... Who else? There was one that really upset you. Who was that? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Wait, it'll come to I me. I think it might have been David Letterman. No, was it Larry David? It could have been. My <laughs> God, what are you up to? <laughs> what on earth? Like, look li- like, like the names you just <gasps> said. I know, but I just, I think I, well, I don't know about where Joe Biden came from. I really like Joe Biden's story. I watched a documentary on him, and you know, old white men are really out now, sweet right? Guy. I know, but like I like funny <laughs> guys. Okay, I like okay. funny guys. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I'll and accept smart. It. I think comedians are some of the most intelligent people on the planet. This is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question: What is your favorite account to follow on Instagram? <gasps> um. I would say I spend a lot of time on interior design mm. Instagrams. I really like iSwoon. Oh. Like E-Y-E Swoon. Okay. I'm um, not following she's that. She's a beautiful account. I look at Architectural Digest a lot. Um, just a lot of random interior designers. Okay. Good one. Next question. Have you ever been arrested? <gasps> oh, No. <laughs> Not technically, no. <laughs> Did you say technically no? Well, I feel like things got close in our, at our last Christmas party. <laughs> oh, my things God. escalated, but... Okay, that is true, yes. Laura Appleton saved the day, which I never... Thank God. Didn't see that I n- coming. I did not see that okay, coming. Okay, great. Um, so, no. I ha- have you? This is about you. I okay? know, but why would you even ask me that? Well, I didn't know you liked horses. Okay, but they're this is big, a big animals. Jump. Horses, <laughs> exactly. A criminal record. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Okay. okay? Uh, yeah, especially because we travel together. Like so, next time you're you interviewing know. me, you can ask, and okay. up until then, you can wonder. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Next question. What makes you feel sad? Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this. Oh my god. Okay. Um actually, I was watching 
Billions last night. Oh, I good. do watch that. I love yeah. Billions. Yes. And it was the episode where he was doing like a deep dive psychiatry session with mm. that woman. And he was saying that sometimes he cries when he watches um, like online viral videos of a dad coming home. Oh from my God, me too. I mean, I thought that too. I was like, fuck. Uh, yes, of course. Yes. But like anything to do since I've had a child, anything to do with children, whether it's adorable or sad. Makes you cry. Makes me cry. Aww. So I guess when it's adorable, it doesn't make me sad. But right. anything to do like. Touch children being hung- hungry or being in an unsafe environment mm. or anything like that. Yeah. I can't, I can't handle it. Like I've really had to decrease the amount of Dateline I watch because right. anything to do with children on that show, <laughs> I cannot handle anymore. Like what okay. was I a monster before? How did I watch that? <laughs> Didn't phase me. Didn't phase me. Okay. But now it will yeah. really tug at your heartstrings. Okay. Yeah. What is the first thing you notice about a person? That's a good question. I would say like in like my early 20s, I would say their shoes. Oh, I was wow. very judgy about shoes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Especially wha- for guys. Okay. Okay. So if a guy comes in like those pointy leather shoes, oh what are you God. thinking? <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking. I mean, just nothing good. Nothing <laughs> good. <laughs> But now the first thing I notice about somebody, I think, um, I think just my emotional intelligence has increased like a hundredfold since that time in my life. As it should. As it does. And I think just somebody's energy, just their vibe. Like I just. Oh, I wish you could see my face right now on the (laughs) podcast. I just like jumped up stunned (laughs) and like I was so happy with that answer. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Like I think because. You just want to connect with someone, right? So yes. you're just looking for a connection point. So I think um, that's what I notice or what I'm looking right. for. When Where I there's an opening new. Yeah. connection. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, so here's my last question. Oh, my God. That wasn't, is this the hardest one? Yeah, this oh is the hardest God. one. And I said to Alicia, there's one <laughs> hard question, and I'm not going to give you any um, like, I'm not going to prep you for it. I just want to ask you on the spot because uh-huh. I think you always get the best answer that way as we know through thousands and thousands of interviews okay but take a deep breath (sighs) i would love to hear what have you learned about white privilege over the last month oh that's so much yeah so much does anything stand that i have it that it is abundant that it is so hard for people to see it and recognize it Mm. I it's so unreal like and and I was one of them Mm -hmm. right but I feel like I feel like my eyes have been opened but it's not an easy journey and it's not Mm -hmm. as easy as reading an Instagram post and recognizing oh I do that or I've had that opportunity and someone else hasn't like it's so much deeper than that and um you know I just I just think it's important to really be patient with people Mm -hmm. on this journey I don't know if that's a privilege as well but no I hear you because I think you point to something where it's like everything was really amplified in the last month and I know because I know you personally Mm -hmm. so well that you've been in this like 
area of discovery and exploration for years. Yeah. You know, like you've actually brought things to my attention or books to my attention. Or I know you follow people that are really exploring race and diversity yeah. in a real, like, real intense way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was so curious to know, like, have you had any new learnings during this time? Or has something struck yeah. you that, like, impacted you differently? Yeah, I think... I think it's just been an uncovering of my own privilege mm, right. and really seeing that truly for the first time. Like, yes. obviously, I've heard the term white privilege, but I think maybe I associated that with like old white men <laughs> sitting right. at a boardroom table as opposed to myself right. and how I've experienced that. And how does that feel? Like, what does that felt like? Oh, I think... I think the initial feeling is there's a lot of guilt around it, but I think right. it's important not to get stuck in that mm. and to keep just the hunger for learning and action. Mm -hmm. Like, and for me, that's looked like a, a lot of reading, a lot of conversations. Yeah. I haven't been, I'm just not an active person on social media yes. in general. So, um, I mean, I've been absorbing it, but I haven't been posting a lot. Right. So I don't post. Yeah. But I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations with people in my circle, people, even people that I don't know as well. Yeah. We've been having conversations totally. with around it, which has been so fascinating. And I just want to keep doing this, mm -hmm. you know, and not mm -hmm. lose the momentum and keep learning. And we're talking a lot about like what action we can take as a company to get involved with our exactly. community to amplify voices um, and in our own processes and business, what we're doing to ensure we have diversity in our workforce and in how we're interviewing. There's just so much work to be done. I just want to continue. Totally learning. taking action. Yes. And I think that's yeah. the most important thing, right? Like where you totally. can make an impact. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank Good you questions. so much. Good questions. Okay, and the last one to wrap it up. Tell me in this moment of your life, what are you most grateful for? <gasps> oh, what am I most grateful for right now? All of this time. Mm. All of this time. Like I, I get to spend so much more time with my family, so much more time with myself. Oh, like so I good. have such an awesome routine right now around exercising and meditation and I've yes. really really needed that and it's like I can't imagine any other time in our lives when I would have been able to spend so much time it's so true focusing on myself and yes. spending time with people I love like I feel like those are always things that I write down that I want to do yes and this situation and this pandemic and this quarantine has allowed me the space to do it so I'm actually so grateful for it served it up yeah thank you Alicia <laughs> that was so good I questions. know you even more <laughs> you've done this before <laughs> okay, okay good warm-up so despite what you may have seen on our Instagram stories today I now know what we're talking about today that's right <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're going to talk about perks that you should be negotiating in your next job offer and these are beyond the base salary so people get really fixated on salary as as you should I mean that's obviously a really important component of accepting a job offer but often 
often companies don't have a lot of wiggle room here. So right. despite what you're reading online or you know what you think you should get paid, there are some other aspects that we want to talk about today that are really going to in, enhance your, your life, essentially, that yeah. are really important. Yes, that and I you think have to get think left behind. Like beyond the base salary and think total compensation package. Total comp package and total... Um, I want to say lifestyle or a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. We're big advocates for your like work fitting into your whole holistic life. And so what elements are there that you could be negotiating into your job offer? So we're going to talk about that today. So there are five things that we recommend looking at first. If your base base salary needs are not being met fully. Great. Okay, so Alish, what is the first thing you could negotiate in? Okay, so the first thing I like to consider or think about is a signing bonus. So if you're not getting the base salary that you wanted, or even if you are, it's important to think about, A, are you leaving any money on the table with your current employer? So... If you're leaving, say, at the end of the year, right before your bonus is going to get paid out, your new employer will often pay that for you. Right. So that you come over in a timely manner, yes. right? Yeah. So that could look like some kind of signing bonus. Um, like a signing bonus comes into play if the new employer needs to get you over in a timely manner and, like, they're not able to meet all of your financial needs, yes, but they can do a one-time payment to exactly. get you there. And these are usually for more senior level positions, mm-hmm. but not too senior. Like we're talking director level and above. Yeah. And it could be like Alicia mentioned, you're not going to see your bonus payment come through or you're relocating and you need some s- extra support with the relocation costs. Yeah. Or it's just to kind of sweeten the deal. Exactly. I like what you said about, um, it being a one-time payment because I think this is some kind of like insider HR information that right. candidates might not know. But often, let's say you're not getting your base salary that you want because we haven't budgeted for it in-house. Um, but they are able to pull a one-time payment. And then the next year when your employer is going to make their budget they will be able to budget in your increased salary, right? It's it's always about budgets, yes. which it I don't is about think budgets. people people look at. You yes. know, if it's a big company, they think they have so much money to play right. with, but that's not the case. It's very um, strategically allocated year over year, exactly. And there's not a lot of wiggle room, so it might kind of bridge the gap until you can get to the next year when the salary that you actually want can be. So true. Okay, great. All right, keep rolling. Number two, what's the second thing? Okay, again, so this kind of comes back to your base salary and it it can subsidize it. But talk about the timing of your next raise. Typically, employers will do an annual compensation review. And depending when you're joining in the year, they might say, oh, you know, comp reviews are in two months, so yours will actually be next year because right. you're so new. You haven't even reached your probationary period. 
Um, so that would be something if you're not totally happy with your base salary, you could say, okay, I know I'm not going to get it in two months, but what about in six months? Yes. Right. Like it might be off the cadence of everybody else in the company, but it's worth asking because often, uh, when they're trying to retain talent, they'll make an exception. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of gives the candidate some incentive, you know, like they they might be making a lateral move, which can be really tough for people to do. Um, but it gives them something to like aim towards and look towards. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's important as the candidate when you're negotiating this don't go too soon. That's a turnoff for mm-hmm. HR or your hiring manager. Like you want to essentially say like, let me come in, show you what I can do. And then let's talk about totally an increase. Like I think it's three months is kind of borderline a bit too soon. Right. I would say like yes. six, eight, nine months would be a good time if, if right. you want to have that conversation before the year is up. Yeah, great. All right, number three. Pay time off. So negotiate your vacation time. A lot of companies, you know, will come to the table with a standard vacation policy. But what you don't know is that they will negotiate. Again, especially (laughs) if they don't have the budget to increase um, your base salary or maybe they don't have a signing bonus. But paid time off is a really good way to subsidize your total comp package. And what a great way to add more balance into your exactly. life. Exactly. And that could be an extra week of vacation, like going from three to four weeks, which can be a game changer. Or it could be every Friday off for a couple yeah. of months. So you can really get creative on what that looks like. Totally. Okay, number four. I love this one. And it might actually feel more obvious now because of Mm -hmm. how we're working. But the flexibility to work from home is such an awesome negotiation tool and something that, again, will allow you more freedom and choice in your life, which I know to you and I, is invaluable and totally one of the main reasons we started our business so I just think about you know being in-house how can you create some kind of choice and flexibility for yourself Um, and this is a great a great conversation to have right from the get-go so I have had for myself I have had employers say to me you know I want you to come in and learn the business and create relationships and then we'll talk about it in six months right Right. which I think is a fair totally fair um a fair assessment but it's it's good to just have this conversation on the table especially if you're walking into a culture where this isn't common practice totally and number five kind of expands on this so could you share the fifth thing you could negotiate into your next offer yeah so a flexible work schedule so this is different than working from home this is kind of saying like you know, the typical work day is nine to five. If I come in an hour early, can I leave an hour early? Mm -hmm. Or if I need to run out to, you know, go to my son's recital, is that cool? Like we know I work overtime or I work from home some days. So just a little bit more flexibility, less rigid work hours is worth so much to people. It is really worth a lot, you know, like if you're not getting 
everything you need on the base, but you've got a couple of these other things in there. What you're buying is so much more. You're buying ease of life and yeah. a work environment and career that fits harmoniously into that. And that is people's number one complaint when those things are out of balance or they can't totally. get to their kids' hockey game or whatever it is. So we need to put a higher price on those type of things, the flexibility yes. from our employers and that real true sense of balance. And what I'm so excited about now is I feel like we're laying to rest that notion that people working from home or, you know, coming in and out of the office aren't working as hard or they're not getting stuff done. Yes. We're able to show now. Yeah. COVID has really proven yes. the case that we can yes. be productive from home. We're actually recording yeah. this podcast in my <laughs> bed right now. So not only can we be productive, but comfortable as all uh, hell we're both in track pants living our best lives and <laughs> when i think about my roles in house the role that i was making the most money at i had the least flexibility with mm. and that was actually the catalyst for me to make a mm. big change in my life right right like that's how much like the money didn't make me. you stay no yeah no Oh, that's so good. And yeah. I think we hear that so much, okay. right? Like mm -hmm. people are so willing to look at new opportunities or it's easy to headhunt people out of companies where there's very little flexibility and yeah. an acknowledgement of their holistic life. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> if you could negotiate anything under the sun, like don't think about those little clauses on the offer letter. If you could negotiate Ooh. anything into your new, new job. offer if I was yeah. starting at a company I'd probably do I don't know like pajama day Mondays or <laughs> like lingerie Mondays <laughs> lingerie Mondays <laughs> what a night <laughs> oh my god that's so good um what would you do what would I do? You know what I would do? And actually some companies do this, but I want I want people bringing me food. When I'm working in-house, <laughs> there is nothing more annoying than A, packing a lunch, or B, going out to get lunch. I don't like either of those things. <laughs> I just want like a healthy, delicious lunch to arrive. Well, um, oh, a more serious one, actually, that we're kind of going through right now with a candidate and mm. a client is around bonus structure. Right. So some companies have a really well-formed, solid bonus structure. And what we're learning is others don't. That's right. Right? Yeah. And there is actually room to negotiate what like that looks what like. your targets look like, what percentage you're getting mm -hmm. paid out, when you're getting paid out. Um, so again, I think that's one, one of those things that people assume it's set in stone. Right, when bonuses. there's actually a could be a lot yeah. of flexibility there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good call out. And also, like, I think, you know, we just did some joke ones, but get creative about it because there's things that are now possible that weren't possible pre-maybe COVID-19 totally. that are on the table now. And, I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask, Yeah. right? And yeah. especially if it makes your life work easier, which will make you perform better at work. Exactly. Right? Exactly. All the love. Beautiful. 
all the power. <laughs> Wim Hof. Mm. Wim Hof. We Wim love Hof Wim. <laughs> if you have feedback on this episode or episode suggestions, so things you want to hear us talk about or guests you want us to interview, send them to hello at 1111talent.com. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and be sure to leave a comment. We will select one comment per month for a one-on-one session on a people topic of your choice. So it could be on interview preparation, it could be a vision and goal session, or even defining your purpose. Don't forget to follow us on social. You can find us on Instagram at 1111talent, as well as LinkedIn and Facebook under our company name, 1111talent. Thank you for tuning in to today's session 11, the human side of business. And that's a mother wrap. Toodles! Toodles!